Hi everyone, before we start today's episode, I do want to call out that there is a trigger warning for sexual assault. And in the show notes, we will have both the specific time points that I do talk about this, um, as well as helpful resources in case you are a victim of um, any of these heinous crimes. So please feel free to skip over that portion um, based on the notes in the episode description, or I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you. Who are you calling a nice girl? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Not So Nice Girl. I am your host and recovering nice girl, Natalie Volpicelli, and today we are talking about Barbie. It's been a month, guys. If you haven't seen it, I don't know what you're doing with yourself. Go see it. I'm not going to be giving any spoilers, I don't think. Because also, go see it. I mean, seriously, it's a masterpiece. I truly, truly am not saying that with any sarcasm, which is shocking for me. But no sarcasm. I think it was a masterpiece. I thought it was beautifully done. and. I think the message that it's trying to give is kind of exactly what we're talking about in this podcast. So part of what I want to do today, and it might be kind of a new, um, I don't know, like segment or side episode, um, is kind of talk about some pop culture references or books or movies or songs that just they hit hard you know and when I'm talking about Barbie what we're all gonna be thinking about is the America Ferreira monologue it's all anyone really is talking about from okay that's not true at all because also Margot Robbie in general we're going to talk about her um, because she's just amazing. But it's a big piece that has come from this movie because it has touched so many people and so many people are relating to it. And what we're going to do in this episode is we're going to kind of walk through it. Um, She hits on a lot of big things and I kind of want to go line by line and talk with you guys about each line individually just briefly we'll get into some of these topics maybe we have already gotten into some of these topics and really go over how it's so goddamn hard to be a woman in these days and in the environment that we're in So, without further ado, let's start with just the first part of it, where she's talking about it being impossible to be a woman, and she's looking at Margot Robbie, and Margot Robbie is Barbie, like literally Barbie, who is our idea of the perfect person, and she doesn't feel good enough, and she's saying you're beautiful, you're smart, and it kills me that you're not good enough. And that 
if we aren't extraordinary, we're doing something wrong. And I think at the end of the day, that's the big message of we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people, constantly. And it's not even sometimes that we're actively doing it, that it happens to us, at us too. We may not even want to be part of the comparison, but it's happening. And essentially, you're also being compared to whatever people say you should be. So it's really, if we aren't the top of the top, if we aren't extraordinary, then we're not good enough. I remember when I was growing up too, and I'm sure every kid has experienced this, but gymnastics, really, I experienced this a lot more than, you know, I would have soccer or basketball. But whenever I would tell people that I did gymnastics, they would always ask me, oh, are you like Sean Johnson? Are you like Carly Patterson? Are you like Simone Biles? Are you that good? No, I'm not that fucking good. If I was that good, I'd be at the Olympics and I'm not. But that doesn't mean I'm bad. And that's just one example of like, people look bummed when I say like, yeah, no, I'm not that good. I'm, I'm, I'm good, but I'm not Olympic level because I'm not at the Olympics. And it's this black and white mentality of like, if you aren't the best, you're the worst. If you ain't first, you're last. Talladega night. But there's a middle ground. And you can also still be good. You can also still be amazing in, in, in your own right, just because you're not, you're not Barbie. And even Barbie feels sad. And we idolize these higher beings and these um, celebrities and compare ourselves to that. Well, why? Maybe that's not what we want. Maybe you. You know, I know many, plenty of people who are stunningly gorgeous and they don't want to model. And that's fine. And I don't think people understand these nuances and these middle grounds of that. So that alone is just, I'm infuriated. And this next line, for me specifically, <laughs> I want to punch someone. Um, you have to be thin, but not too thin. And you can never say you want to be thin. You have to say you want to be healthy, but also you have to be thin. And with that part of it too, first of all, fuck this because it, here, that, here's me talking. Sorry for cursing, but I, I'm not sorry, actually, because it's, it's utterly ridiculous. Um, we now have the quote unquote heroin chic coming back. And we go through body type fads like fashion. And I'm sorry, but body types don't change every decade. Your body can't just suddenly be what's fashionable and what's trendy. 
that's not how it works. And it is also so frustrating too, because while we are in this, you know, era of body positivity and, you know, trying to push down this thin ideal, which is incredible. I also have talked a lot with a lot of my friends of, you know, I feel like we're just born into this fat phobic. And so then also if you say, I kind of want to lose weight or I don't really feel great today, people are so quick to fight you on that too. So you're being vulnerable and opening up and saying, I feel bloated. I don't feel good. And people immediately are like, oh, shut up. Don't ever say that about yourself. You are beautiful just the way you are. Yes. Yes. But you're also allowed to feel bloated. And that's this other thing of like, it's, it's just so contradictory of you need to be thin. You can't want to be thin and you can't also act like you should be thin. You can't, you know, it's also not cool if you're not eating, which a lot of girls do, which is not good, myself included, and gets you in a lot of trouble. And then they also say, oh my gosh, I'm going to judge you now. And you're kind of like, isn't this what you wanted to begin with? And now I'm still losing here. But no, that's not cute either. Or, you know, we get a new fashionable body size. And suddenly you're not what you're supposed to be. Or people get mad at you if you are a certain body type that they that they want. People get mad. And it's it's just this constant. You're never going to win. You're really, you really aren't. And then we can continue. You have to have money, but you can't ask for money because that's crass. You have to be a boss, but you can't be mean. You have to lead, but you can't squash other people's ideas. This kind of hits into a lot of what I've talked about before with work and women in the workplace. And I, again, same with the thin ideal. I think we've come a long way, but it's still this unnatural thing for us to accept being a leader or a follower and being happy in those in that place. Because, you know, for women, a lot of people that I know, they don't want to be the CEO of the company. And it's not because they aren't a feminist. It's not because they're lazy. It's just not their personality. It's not what they want. They want to be in a supporting role. And that is okay too. And while yes, we want to push for women to be the boss and to lead, it's also a scary role. I mean, you're kind of hunting someone into the wolf's den because the second a woman becomes the boss or the leader, they're getting attacked and 
Rost way more than any man would. And that's scary. And to admit that it's scary to take that position is okay. And while obviously we don't want that to keep people from taking on these positions, it it sickens me a bit that we then turn it back on the woman of, well, why are you not a feminist? Do you not think women can be a, a CEO? Do you do you think that women are only supposed to be in the house and not supposed to be working? No. Why are we blaming me because of what I want to do? What if a man wanted to also just be a supportive role and they don't really want to be a CEO and that's fine and they can still be very successful in their field without being a CEO? But for some reason, if the woman isn't the head honcho, then they're nothing. Or if they don't want to be the head honcho, then they're offending people. And we're getting mad at people for having their own unique personality and temperament. Just because we're trying to make these headways and these steps doesn't mean that every single person has to play that role in that exact field. Because maybe that person who doesn't want to be the CEO, they're making massive steps in the thin ideal and in, in mental health and in promoting that it's okay to struggle with mental health. Maybe they're, they're taking on something else. We don't have to take it on all at once. And that kind of leads into this next thing. You're supposed to love being a mother. Don't talk about your kids all the damn time. You have to be a career woman, but also always be looking out for people. We as women are supposed to naturally accept motherhood and love it and be good at it. And to do everything so well and raise kids so well, but also following kind of, we have an overabundance of information and truly, if you actually sit down and read every single parenting book, or if you really go in, I'm, I'm in developmental psychology, if you really go into the developmental psychology of it all, you could probably mess up your kids in any step that you take. And unfortunately, someone, someone is happy, more than happy, to call them out on it. And more than happy to call a man out for being a good dad, for doing the bare minimum. And I'm not hearing the same for the women. And we're supposed to just be happy with that. And there are real things. I mean, there's real things like postpartum depression. There's real things, you know, having kids is great. I, and I don't personally obviously have any, but you do lose things. You lose a sense of freedom when you have one. And for women, we're never allowed to mourn that, which is so frustrating that we can't just mourn that we're, things are changing. We have a kid and, and, and that's great and it's going to add so many positives, but we're losing some stuff and we're allowed to be sad about that. Or that if you are a mom and you continue your career, that you're being selfish. 
or if you don't want to continue your career and you just want to be a stay-at-home mom because you want to focus on your kids and that's all you can mentally handle right now is, is you need to focus on your kids. That also is bad. So when are you going to win? Why are they all selfish? Every single one of them. Either it's selfish or it's not promoting this really big social cause. And sometimes some people just don't want their life to be just promoting a social cause because it has very real effects on them. If all they can handle in that moment and all that they really need to do is focus on raising their kid, let them. That's their life. And it doesn't detract from yours. Now, obviously, if they're going to, you know, then shit talk you because you have a career, it's a whole other thing. But then that's the flip side. If someone wants to have a career and wants to have something that's theirs and their own, and they really need that to feel that sense of enlightenment in their own life, let them. And that's something, as we continue with this speech, and kind of I said from the beginning, let women be women. Just let them be. I cannot yell this enough and higher from the rooftops. Just let them make their own decisions, their own mistakes, their own. Just let them be humans. Let them exist. Please, I'm fucking begging. Let me exist. I mean, and, and we continue, you know, it's you have to answer for men's bad behavior, which is insane. But if you point that out, you're com- accused of complain of complaining. <laughs> you know, fuck that again. I, I'm, I'm going to say it again. And I, that's what I think a lot of people are thinking when they listen to this is like, you know, you're right. We are constantly from a young age being blamed for men's behavior. What were you wearing? Well, you are a little flirt flirty, so you probably let him on. Well, did you drink? Because if you got drunk, or I don't know what to tell you. Do you think a guy ever drinks too much, and thinks, "Uh uh-oh, if I drink too much, I'm going to get raped. Or, "Uh uh-oh, if I put this shirt on, I'm going to get raped. I'm going to use the word. Because it's a real world word and a real thing that happens. Very real. No, they don't think that. Because they don't need to. It's not a threat to them. But it's a threat to us because we've been, it's been fuel against us. It's been ammo against us. So we have to constantly be aware. I was walking down the street just the other day. I live in the city. And I watch as I hold my pepper spray. It's night. I watch as with the street lights, if there's another shadow behind me. Just to be sure. 
just to make sure that there's not someone walking too closely behind me. Or I walk with one headphone in. These are things that we literally have to think about and are so utterly exhausting. Every single day we have to think about this. And then also deal with the bullshit of be thin but not too thin. You know, be a boss but don't be bossy. All of that other stuff on top of it. We have to constantly worry about our safety. And then also answer for man, for men. Uh, continuing, you're supposed to stay pretty for men, but not so pretty that you tempt them too much or that you threaten other women because you're supposed to be a part of the sisterhood. I cannot emphasize enough. I love a girl's girl. I do. But a girl's girl is not just someone who is so fiercely, I hate men. And I think we're misconstruing it. It's not just a I hate men person. Girls only. Girls rule, boys drool. That's not a girl's girl. A girl's girl is someone that lets girls just freaking live. They're supporting one another, not pitting them against each other. But also, I can walk out in a scandalous outfit and that doesn't mean that I'm trying to seduce your boyfriend. Or I can talk to your boyfriend and I'm wearing a scandalous outfit and that doesn't mean that I'm trying to seduce them. And a girl's girl is someone that sees through that BS and knows either on that side, you know, they are talking to someone and they're either recognizing and being aware that, you know, maybe they are being, they're stepping a line and they need to respect that, wom that woman and, you know, their partner and not imposing them. And then on the flip side, to not automatically jump to what every man jumps to that because they're dressed in a certain way or they're talking in a friendly manner that they're trying to have sex with your boyfriend or partner. And a girl's girl is just someone who lets, lets the girl be and live and supports and understands that people mess up. And what we're finding in this kind of whole spiel is basically this, this motif that women can never mess up. You should always stand out and always be grateful, but never forget that the system is rigged. And we're supposed to just be okay with it. That's the next line too. We're supposed to work so freaking hard and harder than everyone because that's just the way it is. And we're supposed to just be okay with it. And even female bosses that I've had have just taken on this frat mentality of that's just the way it is. 
So you're going to have to just work harder. So acknowledge that the system is rigged, but also be grateful because we're way further than we were before. And I am. I am very grateful that we are further than, the way be, than where we were before. That doesn't mean stop. That's the thing that I get frustrated with too. That doesn't, just because it's, it's better for me than it may have been for my mom when she was going through the workforce or going into college, doesn't mean that I can't say that things are still not right. We have to acknowledge that things can be improved or that injustice is still happening to women or even in these slightest ways, even in these small, small acts. Because if we don't, then we're going to stop or we're going to fall back. And we're not loud and ridiculous for just admitting and seeing what's right in front of us. That, like they say, the system is rigged. And it's okay to say, that's fucked up. That's it. You can say that. You don't always have to be grateful for it. You can be angry. Women are allowed to show emotions, believe it or not. You have to never get old, never be rude, never show off, never be selfish, never fall down, never fail, never show fear, never get out of line. It's too hard. It's too contradictory. And nobody gives you a medal or says thank you. And it turns out, in fact, that not only are you doing everything wrong, but also everything is your fault. I'm going to read that again. You have to never get old, never be rude, never show off, never be selfish, never fall down, never fail, never show fear, never get out of line. It's too hard. It's too contradictory. And nobody gives you a medal or says thank you. And it turns out, in fact, that not only are you doing everything wrong, but also everything is your fault. All of these things, when you hear it, I let you guys sit with it. Because when you hear it, and I'm sure any guy who heard it is like, well, that's impossible. You can't never get old. You can't never be selfish. You can't never fall down or fail. But that's exactly what is being asked. In small ways and in big ways, that's exactly what is being asked of women and for some reason women just get that we just learn and we follow it and the nice girls follow it a little bit harder <laughs> and are a little bit harder on themselves when they don't follow these commandments that women are supposed to follow i mean to even say, you, you have to never get old. You're laughing at it. I'm currently buying anti-aging serum and trying to like stretch out wrinkles or whatever. 
never be selfish. Something that I was told that I, I will spread to everyone is taking care of yourself is not selfish, but for some reason, for women it is. When really it should be selfful. You are filling up yourself and that's okay. And just taking care of yourself, just looking after yourself, even just like doing skincare, you're suddenly yelled at for being vain. Or putting on makeup because it makes you feel good, you're vain now. You have to be extraordinary and incredible and make it look effortless. Those two don't match. Because all of this is so impossible, none of it can be effortless because it's so unreasonable. If you're actually trying to attain, like trying to match this, you are constantly working and constantly course correcting and yet never, never winning and never even getting acknowledged. In fact, again, everything is your fault. And you can't win. So what do we do? At the end, she says, I'm just so tired of watching myself and every single woman, other woman tie herself into knots so that people will like us. And if all of this is true for a doll just representing women, then I don't even know. And I think that's the crux of it is we're in an age of kind of enlightenment for all of this. But there's still so much that's happening that's so wrong and so not fair, frankly. And we're trying to navigate it ourselves. And then we have to watch the women that we love also be impacted by it. And we're not supposed to be mad. We're not supposed to be so infuriated by this. We're supposed to be grateful. No, we're tired. I, I mean, I, I speak for myself, but I think I speak for a lot of people. It's, it's too exhausting to try to fit this idea and be so, so overcorrecting that everything you're doing is wrong. Everything you're doing is going to offend someone. Everything you say, half the shit I said probably in this podcast has probably offended someone and that's just life. And for me to say that, you will probably think, oh my gosh, she's a lot. And that's what I really loved about the Barbie movie is finally we're embracing that it's okay to be a lot. And what they say for women is quote unquote a lot is just human behavior to want attention, 
to want to express your sexuality however it is. To want to be successful, but also honor what your idea of success is, however that looks. To want to just look in the mirror and finally once be happy with yourself and look at a picture and not have a negative comment. To look at someone else else's picture and not envy them. That's what we're really striving for. And that's considered a lot. Or that's considered insecure. That's considered whatever negative connotation you want to spin on it. When it's just human emotions. We're supposed to walk in this world and work quadruple as hard. And never say that. Just me saying that, I'm getting probably most of my guy listeners are probably going to leave if I even have any. Because how dare a woman say something is, is harder than a man. Oh, life is so hard for them. We can't even, can't even be upset about everything that's happening and the expectations that are put on us. How is that fair? How are we supposed to navigate if we can't even turn to the, the girl next to us and say, how are you dealing with this? Doesn't this suck? Because we aren't supposed to bring it up. That we aren't supposed to show that weakness that this is really hard to keep up with all these contradictory statements that are impossible to keep up with. We aren't even supposed to admit it to the people on our team. And finally, Barbie, I think just put it in a really eloquent way of saying, what are we doing? And why are we not talking about this more? Why can't we just be women? Why can't we just let women be? however they want to be. Why can't they just be? And it's not just like me pleading to men or whatever. It's, it's to women. It's to me. It's me pleading to myself even. Why can't I just let myself be? It's so easy for men to kind of make life so much simpler because there isn't so much other stuff looming. And we are constantly being told that we have to consider and fit all these contradictions that they so eloquently put in the movie and then not be tired. And it's, it's just not realistic. And I, I, I know I'm repeating myself at this point, but I think it, it's something that needs to be repeated. It's, it's okay to say and admit that this is exhausting. Being a human is exhausting sometimes. And that's okay to admit. And if you need to watch Barbie to remind yourself, it, it's hard. And we're going to push through, you know? We're, we're going to keep fighting like hell. 
but it's still hard. And I would be remiss when I'm talking about this, obviously, um, this specific monologue in Barbie and kind of a lot of the Barbie movie is more focused on women empowerment and understanding and navigating this patriarchal society that we have. But I do think that Greta Gerwig and the Barbie movie did a good job at touching on kind of the issues that men face as well. Um, As we know, men's mental health is becoming much more part of the spotlight. And um, even just in the past two years, men's suicide rate has been about four times higher than the female suicide rate. And a lot of that is because, and I know they kind of put it in a light term, but because we do have this expectation of men to not express their emotions or to accept and acknowledge any of their uh, mental health issues. And again, they kind of touched on it in a very, very broad way. And I think that was the purpose of the movie was to kind of cover the ground of a lot of different issues um, in a light and fun way that's easily digestible rather than diving deep into everything. But it's so important to kind of understand and see both sides and that at the end of the day the message that it's really trying to give is just it's really hard to navigate these stereotypes and to be a human today and that's why we should be so damn impressed with each other instead of fighting one another or instead of comparing ourselves or competing against, we should be so goddamn impressed with each other. Because we're all going through this and fighting this uphill battle. And if we just kind of held hands and allowed ourselves to admit and let people be aware of these contradictory statements we keep telling ourselves, then we have hope to alleviate them. But if we keep living in denial, if we keep not talking about it, if we keep being afraid to talk about it because someone's going to dislike us or we're going to offend someone, then we're never going to fix it. And I know I just made Barbie into like this much more deep philosophical philosophical thing that maybe, you know, maybe you were like, Nat, I just wanted to watch Margot Robbie in cute outfits and Ryan Gosling be Ken. And honestly, I loved that as well. And I will also probably continue to watch Barbie and think of it in that way too. And some days, you know, maybe I'll think about it a little more intensely. But that's part of the purpose of this podcast is to get you to stop and think and also give yourself a little grace because life can be fucking hard and we're still doing it. So shout out to you. And shout out to Barbie because 
damn. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. Go just reread that that one monologue, even. And that'll kickstart your day. <laughs> so we'll obviously, you know, keep talking about a lot of these contradictories, but that was just kind of my recommendation of something that I think hits the nail on the head of a lot of the topics that I talk about throughout this podcast and puts it in such a beautiful way. And you also get to see, again, Margot Robbie in beautiful little outfits, and that is so much fun. So go watch Barbie. Go give yourself some grace. We're all fighting through this. Take care of yourself. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. Don't forget to rate and review. And don't forget to subscribe. Love you all. Talk to you later.